What is up, guys, and welcome to the Maximum Potency Podcast. I'm your host, Lissa Scott, health coach, CrossFit coach, and online entrepreneur, and I'm here to talk about health, fitness, grabbing life by the horns, and doing everything we can to live at maximum potency. Through a combination of solo cast and interviews, you will be hearing from health professionals, entrepreneurs, athletes, artists, and people who are taking life and running with it. Oftentimes, you'll hear me tell pieces of my story or interview those who have ditched the traditional 9-to-5 setup in pursuit of something that feels a little bit better for them. If you are interested in creating a life you love, feeling better in your body, developing habit and mindset practices, doing a little bit more adventuring and traveling, you're in the right place. If you are someone who is hungry for growth, pursuing greatness, and ultimately hope to have a life that is a true expression of the real you, you're in good company. Welcome and thank you for being here. I am so happy and could not be more stoked that you found your way to this podcast. What is up, fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Maximum Potency Podcast. Checking in for episode number 63 with my friend, Brooke Pinkos. Brooke, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Guys, Brooke is like glowing right now. We're actually going to post a video to this one. This is a new thing I'm starting. Uh, It's going to be up on YouTube. Zavi and I are going to be vlogging a little bit. I got a camera going. So I'm super excited. This is our first podcast with visual to go along with it. So if you'd rather watch the conversation, it will be there for you. Um, Link to the YouTube is going to be in the show notes. Brooke and I are actually old friends from like school. Like we went to middle school and high school together, played lacrosse together, grew up together. And the other day we were talking and like, we need to do a podcast episode. We haven't really stayed close. I don't think that we ever really were super, super tight, but we were always friendly. And it's funny, like you and I were having that conversation the other day, Brooke, where we were just like, oh my gosh, like you never know who's going to stay in your life. It's the weirdest. Yeah, it's true. It's cool who resurfaces after a while. Yeah, for sure. So I cherish the heck out of that. Uh, The reason that you and I reconnected was because we've both found our way into the coaching space. Um, Guys, just a couple little announcements before we really get rolling here is that Brooke is in the middle of a launch for her new program. Brooke, what is that new program called? It's called Love Yourself to Help. Um, and who is it for? Yeah. It's for women who feel like they don't fit into the normal like diet and exercise programs. Like they might have tried different plans in the past, seen some results, but were never able to maintain the results and stick with them. And they really want to find a way to find lasting health and results and do it in a way that's self-honoring versus like 
coming from a place of self-hate and hating their bodies and self-sabotage and all of that stuff. So ditch, ditch the shame and the guilt, find your way into self-love and then find your health through self-love, correct? Yes, exactly. So we're taking a different, more sustainable way to get there. And I love that so much. I feel like if I had stayed in the nutrition and and fitness realm, that's like very close to what I would be doing, but you have such this beautiful way of, of weaving in the femininity to fitness and health and getting out of like the grind, 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 lift, 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 like push, pull, hinge, squat, like crazy regimentedness that I think CrossFit sees a lot of. And I think that the fitness industry sees a lot of, so that's super empowering guys, that's kind of what we're going to focus on today is like the feminine side of health and fitness. Brooke Brooke is going to just lay down some wisdom for us in that category. And I cannot wait to hear you speak about that today, Brooke. So thank you so much for telling us about your program and really just, again, just thank you for being on. Like, I'm so stoked to get into this. Um, Before we do, I want to tell you guys that tomorrow I am releasing a very important post on Instagram. So if you're listening to this on Monday, the 26th, Tuesday the 27th, you're going to want to be on the page because I am sharing that when I was working the most hours, I was making the least money. And I am going to be unpacking that topic tomorrow in a post, possibly going live um, and really explaining how that went down. So I'm just, uh, it's wild. Brooke, did you have that experience at all? I'm curious. Like you're now working less hours but making more money. Did that apply for you too? Definitely. Yeah. Like Definitely after school, I felt like I was working like four different jobs, like running all over the place, but not really seeing sustainable income. And same with when I was first getting into personal training, like it takes a while to build your business, but you're still working like sometimes 10 to 12 hour days, like on and off um, and trying to build throughout the process. Yeah. Yeah, You're in that building phase and it's not it's not set yet. Right. So once, once the bones are there, the walls are up, it's a lot easier. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited to unpack that this week, but tell us how you found your way into the coaching space. You were doing what, and then you started doing what, and then you were a personal trainer. (laughs) Yeah. So starting out, so I went to college and I had like no idea what I wanted to do. Like I went in undecided thinking about accounting, engineering, and physical therapy. And (laughs) Throughout taking a couple of those classes, I shifted more towards liking kinesiology better, which is movement science. So learning about the body, I'd always been an athlete. So it was super interesting to me to -hmm. learn like the anatomy and the physiology and all the science behind what goes on with your body. And then I was planning on leaving and becoming a physical therapist. But once I started taking, um, doing some internships and working with clients in that space, I realized that I wanted to help people stay fit and healthy as opposed to helping them once they're already injured, once they're already Mm. sick, um, kind of like more the medical side. So that's when I graduated and went into the personal training field. Um, yeah. So you did finish your degree and then you just chose to take a different avenue with how you're going to serve people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wanted to help people more on the preventative side, like not getting injured, not getting sick, all of that stuff. A hundred percent. And just looking at your history as an athlete, I mean, we played lacrosse together, but you also did volleyball, right? What else did you play growing up? Soccer, softball. Soccer. Yeah. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. You're always doing something. It's, it's pretty cool to see where that takes people. So you clearly have a passion for it. You have a passion for movement, a passion for athletics, a passion for 
now taking care of yourself, like in a big way, way more than just physically, what are some of the other avenues that it has taking care of yourself has spilled over into other, other places in your life. Right. So just rattle off some for me. Yeah. So I feel like I went from the physical to also starting to get more into the mental, emotional side of health too, Mm -hmm. because I realized in getting into it and working with clients that it's not all about just the physical or knowing what to do, but it's also like the emotionally rooted problems. So I feel like I've gotten really more into like the spirituality and inner child healing and trauma and that kind of stuff and learning how to take more of a holistic approach to healing your body. So not just working out and eating healthy, but also nourishing your mind and yeah, all of those, everything, basically <laughs> everything. hundred percent. Yes. It seems like as coaches, we just have to do it all in a, in a way, like we don't have to be a specialist in everything, but it's like no area of your life is left untapped, right? Somebody thinks they're going to talk about fitness and workouts and nutrition and maybe like a little bit of how they're feeling and they end up going super deep with you on God knows what, right? It's such a rewarding thing. So when we chatted last week, Brooke, you were telling me, what was I saying? I was saying that I was getting my period and I didn't feel like going super hard at the gym. And you had some really interesting things to say on that. So I'm just going to open up the floor and we can start with that. We can talk about honoring your cycle as opposed to, uh, as it relates to fitness. And then if you even want to get into some of the food choices or intuitive eating stuff, I'm down. You take the reins, sister, you lead us. Um, but that would be a great place to start. It's just like, what do I do? How do I eat? And how do I work out when I'm getting my period or the week that I have it? Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll start there. So a basic overview of what I teach is a little bit more of a feminine flowy approach to wellness. So a lot of the fitness field, as I'm sure you recognized, is very male dominated. And a lot of the research is also based on primarily men and not mm-hmm. as much research has been done on fit, like females in their reproductive years, like who are living more cyclically. But our hormones are changing drastically from like week to week to week as we go through the different phases of our cycle. So there's certain times where you really want to honor your cycle because let's say during your period, for example, if you're pushing yourself and doing high intensity workouts, trying to burn fat and going as hard as possible, that's a time in your cycle where your hormones aren't really apt adapted for that or like um at like the optimal place and it can actually lead to fat gain and like more hormone dysregulation which is kind of the opposite of most people's goals when they're trying Mm -hmm. to do hit they're mostly trying to burn fat and burn calories but it's learning how to work with your body and honor some of that Um, so better approaches during your cycle is doing more restorative things Um, it's the time of the month where you're left and right hemispheres of your brain are the most connected. So it's a really good time to be more intuitive and more analytical, but also the best time to rest. So Mm -hmm. rest, um, recovery, like even just doing gentle movement, some yoga, um, sleeping can be your exercise, taking a nap for the week, because it really sets yourself up for the rest of your cycle too, when you take those Mm -hmm. little breaks. And that could just be a couple days. Like I still like having people on programs because that's the best way to see results but you have to learn how to weave your structured masculine program into your feminine flowy body 
So that's like an ideal time for what we call a deload, right? And there's a concept in weightlifting where you take five days out of the month and you basically pull back by like 50% intensity, 50% volume, 50% weight used, however you want to look at it. Um, it's like a forced deload. It's your body saying like deload happens now. <laughs> and so eventually when I was weightlifting all the time, my coach was able to program my deload week for my period week, which was a lifesaver. Cause it's like trying to do those hard workouts or trying to move that super heavy weight at that time, just not the best. And not to say that we can't do anything right. Like you and I had talked about like but you could probably 50% back squat for a five by five or something. It's not like you need to do nothing and be bedridden, right? Because that feels like crap too sometimes. But getting out for that walk, taking that extra nap, maybe doing half the length of a workout, right? Like if you're a weightlifter, just go to the gym for an hour instead of three. Like take your body and let it have that restorative, like you said, restorative rest. I love that so much. So then can we keep going? Like right after what's the best, to, what's the best thing to do right after on that week where you have all that energy? Yeah. So after your menstrual phase, so like also during that time, your body's not really, you like, your hormones are not, not at the good place to actually be like building muscle and increasing your strength. So even though you're doing some strength training, like it's, you're not really going to see as many results. Whereas in the next phase in your cycle, which is the follicular phase, um, that's actually when you're hormones start to increase and you're more able to build muscle. And that's the time where you can push yourself a little harder. So that's actually the time where you can do like hit training, high intensity, see results. Um, you're also, your metabolism changes throughout your cycle too. So during that phase, you can actually, um, like if you want to do something like intermittent fasting, that would be the best time versus other parts of your cycle. Um, so not doing crazy amounts of calories, um, and working a little bit harder and building more muscle. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that Brooke. So yeah. as far as training goes, what are some of your favorite ways to move? And what are some of the favorite ways that you help clients move? So like I just said, CrossFit and weightlifting, but what do you specialize in? Yeah. So definitely strength training is like the foundation of all of my programs. I love to educate clients on how to work out like smarter, not only with their cyclical bodies, but just in general, like what actually gets results from like a exercise physiology point of view. I remember one of the other things we were talking about is about like the cardio side of things. So mm -hmm. sometimes when you're just running for long periods of time, a lot of people just have the goal of burning as many calories as possible. And they're not always noticing what type of calories they're burning or not even aware that there are different types of calories that mm -hmm. they could be burning. So again, with most people I work with, their goal is more fat loss and toning. So if you're trying, if that's your goal, you want to be aiming for types of cardio that are going to be more inclined to burning fat calories, not doing things that are burning like all carbs, because then mm -hmm. you end up being super hungry and you just eat and replenish the carbs. Um, so depending on, on your goals, basically, but strength training, I find is really good for everyone. Like it helps you to increase your metabolism, the more muscle you have on your body, you're also burning calories for like a more extended period of time. So instead of the 30 minutes that you're on the treadmill trying to kill yourself to burn calories, um, that's kind of like normally with cardio about the only time as like sometimes with HIIT training, you'll burn some after, but with strength training, you can burn calories up to 72 hours afterwards. So you have like three days extended calorie burn 
with your body repairing and rebuilding your muscles and getting stronger. Um, and it's also one of the best things for your hormones. So whereas some forms of cardio can mess up your hormones, mm -hmm. increase your cortisol, get things out of whack, strength training, if you're doing it in the right ways and really focusing on building strength can like kind of balance out your hormones. Become something that actually serves your body. Um, yes. Yeah. Now, when you say the right way, is that not grinding yourself into the ground, right? It's creating a, a good plan for yourself where you're challenging yourself, but you're leaving something in the tank. That's the, the feeling I'm getting. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Partially yeah. that and partially like making sure you are following a program and not just finding random workouts that you see some influencer on online doing and just doing different workouts every time you go to the gym. There's like a difference between working out and following a progressive structured program where you're changing up what phase you're training in, like your sets and rep schemes every four to six weeks to try to continue progressing and seeing more results. Um, so yeah. Great, Nestor. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And not just trying to lift like super light weights for high reps. That's like not really doing much. Like I love educating my clients on like what, what actually works. Mm -hmm. For sure. And a lot of people will come to me and they're like, yeah, like I'm not a squat, I lift bench. I, I, I know the dumbbell movements. That's cool put them on a program, even though they've done the stuff before, right? The stuff they're doing isn't necessarily changing drastically. They're like, oh my God, I never used anything heavier, heavier than a 25, right? Because they've only ever tried to do, let's say like three by 12 dumbbell bench. Well, if you're going to do 12 reps, yeah, you're not using the forties, right? Because you got to do 12 reps. But if we go down to like a four by six rep scheme, you can change up. It keeps yourself so much more engaged um, and so much more excited. I find to go to the gym when you're having that variance, it's like, oh, I'm doing heavy, you know, low reps today, or like I'm doing lighter, high reps today. It makes it so much less monotonous, even just from like a mental stimulation point. And it's better for your body, right? So there's just so many wins there. Love that. Definitely. Yeah. And I think it's important also to find what like works with, with different people too. Like mm -hmm. the best form of exercise is going to be the one that you can actually stick with and that you don't hate. So, mm -hmm. um, some of my clients, it's just finding what they like and incorporating some of those things into like some movement and some forms of play almost into their routine so that it keeps it fun. And they actually will do it. Cause if you're doing something you hate, it's not going to yeah. produce results. Cause you're not going to stick with it. Yeah. Or it's just going to be so much like barrier to entry, right? You might only get to the gym twice a week if you hate going yeah. instead of four or five times. Right. So it's just so interesting. Um, now on the nutrition side of things, you have a lot of good things to say, Brooke. So give me some of your like bullet points, and then you can explain each one. Um, give me a concept that you believe about nutrition and then kind of explain it. So what are some of your core beliefs around how women should eat? Okay. So one of them is just ditching the diets and finding a little bit more flexibility and um, balanced approach to eating. Like it's not, like I feel a lot of people I talk to and I've been in this place before too, where you're like so motivated and ready to lose weight and you just are like, I wanna go all in. I wanna do whatever it takes because they like finally reach that, that breaking point almost. Mm -hmm. um, and I find a lot of times they'll go on a diet or do something super restrictive and like kind of, cut everything else out of their lives. Like, okay, tell all their friends, I can't socialize or go out to dinner or happy hour for the next month. Like I'm really sticking to this. Um, but I find a lot of times when people do restrictive diets or just 
most diets in general, they're not sustainable. So I meet with people all the times that have seen results with these diets even, um, but they've fallen off track and gained the weight back. And it's kind of like a vicious cycle. Like they try a new one, see some results, fall mm-hmm. off track, gain it back. So my approach is more focused on building habits into your lifestyle. So instead of changing, like when you're going on diets, you're changing 500 things at once. You're going from however you were eating to going grocery shopping differently, eating completely differently. You're not just changing one thing. Like you're not just doing keto. You're stopping eating carbs. You're changing all your behaviors. Um, Mm. So it's more focused on really nailing in like one to two things at a time, building Mm. that into your lifestyle. And then once you get that down, adding one more thing. So instead of telling you like, you can't have this, you can't have this, you can't have this. It's kind of like eat more of this, like kind of like crowding out some of the less ideal options and um, by having more good options. Real food. And how about like 90, 10 or 80, 20? Do you practice that too? Definitely. Yeah. So I would say like, as my clients are trying to lose weight, we gradually work on building those habits and they start seeing some good results. As you get closer and closer to your goal, it gets a little bit harder. So sometimes you do need to like rail it in a little bit more and be more that like 90, 10, but Mm -hmm. long-term my goal is always to help clients fit whatever they want into a balanced lifestyle into their their like nutrition plan so like it's not like you can't drink any alcohol like you can't ever go out ever (laughs) and have a burger ever but it's like 80% of the time eating good healthy nutrient dense food and then allowing yourself to have a treat I also like to like not change the way you think about it and be like I'm bad like I had a bad food or I'm cheating or whatever and being more like inclusive and saying like okay I've been doing really good like I deserve to have this and it's going to be good and juicy and amazing something that I really enjoy eating um Mm -hmm. but you're allowed to have anything but it's just kind of like that balance yeah I love that that's the only way I've been sustainable with health for the past gosh what has it been uh 10 years almost now like it's hey I'm gonna make sure that I have maybe one or two meals a week that are like the fun meals and the rest of them are gonna be like meat and pro or meat and protein meat (laughs) and produce and like you know it's like the paleo type foods plus rice plus quinoa whatever but like real food and then those two two meals of a week are gonna be whatever you could do it that way right another way is like Hey, looking at the actual, if you are someone who does track your food, Hey, can 10 to 20% of my calories be from crap? And can the rest of my cat, like there's so many different ways to look at that, but I really think that's the only way to be super sustainable. It's like, you can't restrict long-term. So to your point, like just, yes, keep going, Brooke. What's another one? What's another key belief about nutrition? Um, I would say, Focusing on quality is one of the things that I also like to do. So Mm -hmm. I look into and research a lot of like, just like health and disease stuff too. And it's like amazing how many things can like be triggered by poor nutrition. So Mm -hmm. just, um, I love educating my clients on some of the deeper things going on. Like it's not just all about calories, 
calories in general, like they are important. Yes, macros are important, but it's not like the end all be all like companies can be off on their calories. Most people are off when they're tracking their calories when they study Mm -hmm. it. And um, it's not really teaching you long term habits. But there's also all these deeper things happening inside of your body, like that can affect how you're burning calories. So if your hormones are out of whack, if your gut is unhealthy and imbalanced, if your metabolism is shot from dieting for a long term, you're not going to be able to see results with just like cutting your calories more and more. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I am a big proponent of is actually like looking at health and what's actually going on under the surface inside your body. Like if you're teaching people like how to understand the signals that their body is sending them before it gets to the point where they're like, actually have a disease state, but it's like smacked in the face of a two by four, right? (laughs) Exactly. Like a lot of my clients will start to notice, oh, I'm getting bloating and acne or heartburn is a big one. I've helped clients with psoriasis. I don't know, like all different types of things, Mm -hmm. but there's like your body's trying to get a message through to you. So it's teaching people how to listen to that message and how to honor some of the signals your body's sending you. Yeah. And can we just pause and like say that those things are not normal? Like bloating is not normal. Acne is not normal. Like not being able to fall asleep at night, not normal, right? Like there's so many signals that our culture has normalized. It's like, oh, everybody deals with that. It's fine. Like everybody gets bloated. Like no, your body's trying to tell you something. You shouldn't be living like all the time with these painful slash annoying symptoms in your life. It's like, listen before it's smacking you in the face of the two by four. Definitely. And along those lines for feminine health, if you have PMS and cramps and that kind of stuff, a lot of people think that's normal and it's really, really not. Your cycle is your fifth vital sign. Like they actually named it that like is. Mm-hmm like with heart rate and that kind of stuff, like if something's going on with your cycle, that's a big sign from your body that something is off. Yeah. Yeah. And so (laughs) can you just speak to that a little bit, right? Because we have been conditioned to believe that, oh, it's normal. Everybody deals with it. It's like, it's common, but it's not normal. Right. And so with the cramps, like just, um, I've removed a ton of toxins from my household, like beauty products, clean that up, household products, clean that up. And I saw this huge difference from needing to pop like three Advil every six hours, right? Like on the dot to, Hey, I usually don't need any Advil for this. However, lately they've been coming back, even though those products haven't been coming back. So I'm like, what the heck? Right. So interesting how we I think it's stress. I think it's like change. I think it's all of the stuff, but what are some factors that contribute? Like I just mentioned products that you're using and stress, right. Could contribute to your, you being off or on. What are some other contributing factors brought to a woman's health or lack of let's go through some of those. Yeah. So the underlying issue, most of the time with like those like intense cramps, I mean, there, there's so many different factors, but a lot of times it is an imbalance in your estrogen and progesterone, normally estrogen dominant. So like Mm -hmm. you said, um, dealing with the liver is super important. So your liver is responsible for dealing with all of these toxins and chemicals. And as females, a lot of people are just like lathering their body from the moment they wake up with like toxins almost and chemicals Mm -hmm. that are hormone disruptors. 
Um, other things with that to be conscious about is like using plastics or like drinking out of plastic water bottles, heating those things in the microwave. Mm -hmm. Those can add to it. Um, yeah, like you said, stress, but you can actually do some things with your nutrition, your health to help promote like liver detoxification and also your liver processes your estrogen and is responsible for detoxing that. So um, cruciferous vegetables for nutrition wise are like one of the best things to incorporate into your, into your like diet, especially a couple weeks before. Um, broccoli sprouts along those lines, they have a lot of that like sulforaphane and like it's a precursor for glutathione, which is one of your main like detoxification. Ooh nutrients um so those you can get like just pretty much like if you go on amazon i got like a bag of seeds and they're super easy to sprout i'll do something on my story soon. oh that's so cool brooke yes girl. yes um and then another thing is seed cycling which can be good so basically like days one through 14 it's like sunflower seeds and flax seeds and then the second half of your cycle sesame seeds and sunflower seeds. So you can add those like into like a tablespoon or of each into like, sometimes I do it in my protein shakes. You could do it into like oats or yogurt or something like that just to get them in. Um, that can help regulate your cycle a little bit more too if you're having so any of those issues. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff, but really for most of the time when I'm working with a client, it's like talking to them and kind of getting to the root of the issue because it can come from stress it can come from sleep it can come from like the products they're using like there's so many different root causes so it's kind of like 100 my whole approach is getting to the root of everything <laughs> and working there instead of just like conventional medicine if you go in to see them and you're dealing with these things normally they'll just say like oh like let let me just put you on birth control and that's like the most common thing it's which so um, wild yeah, causes. I have a whole, I could do a whole podcast Go on, ahead. on riff birth on control. It. Riff on it for like a couple minutes here. Like why, why is that not the answer? Tell us in a nutshell. Yeah, so again, instead of getting to the root cause of your symptoms, so instead of figuring out why your hormones are imbalanced or what is actually going on with your body, it's just suppressing those symptoms. And um, one, it's pumping your body full of synthetic hormones. So it's not the same as your body's natural hormones. It's like synthetic progesterone made from pregnant horse's urine. That was like an interesting one when I found that out. Um, it's also completely disconnecting your brain from your ovaries. So like if a lot of women that I know have been on birth control for like 10, 15 years, like, especially like we're only in our mid twenties, like, and when mm -hmm. you get on it, when you're like 13 to 15, um, I also meet with women that are trying to get pregnant and they can't because they've been so disconnected for so long. And, um, they come off birth control sometimes when they're ready and all of these symptoms surface back up because they've been it's crazy still going on, but you haven't been feeling it. Cause you've like cut mm -hmm. off that that connection to your body. So you're not getting that, like we said, your body's trying to always send you signals and it's not hating you. It's not like whatever. It's basically just trying to send you a message that you need to honor and kind of get to the root of so that you can truly heal and like not deal with those symptoms versus just shutting it up. Yes. Yes. Brooke, 
That was so good. So obvious that you know your stuff, that you've studied and that you have a passion for it, right? You're speaking about this yeah. thing, these things with zest and you're like, yes, and this and that. And I just love your energy around it. Um, any other points to tack on before we hop off today? Because this has been amazing. Like these are just little golden um, nuggets all through your message. So good. Um, I would just say also on the birth control side, like it can contribute to the toxic burden in your liver too. So a lot of times when you're coming off, it's really good to do some type of a detox cleanse. Um, mm -hmm. It also creates nutrient deficiencies. So if you're not supplementing with things and you are on birth control, um, that might be good to look into some things like zinc and there's like nutrients that get depleted while you're on it. And just to know there are other options of preventing pregnancy other 100%. than the pill. So I use um, like an app called Natural Cycles. And yes, me too. Let's go, girl. Yes. yes. <laughs> so it's just tracking your basal body temperature. And as females, like there's only a 24 hour window where you can get pregnant um, a little bit longer because sperm can last like up to three days. So it's kind of like a five or six day window where you want to be more careful, but you definitely don't need to be taking hormones all month long, all year long. And yeah, there is something deeper going on. It's figuring that out. 100%. And I just want to give a shout out to Sustain Condoms. It's an all natural condom company that doesn't have any like spermicide crap on them for those six days um, that you're talking about. And there's another one called Hilo Hex. Same deal. They are all natural. There's nothing like, I mean, obviously rubber, but besides that, besides that latex, they're not coated in a bunch of like, it literally feels like, I might as well just spray Windex up there because it's so, some of them are so toxic and they like yes. reek and they smell weird. So those two brands have been like lifesavers on my end because I'm that. so we'll against the pill. So while we're on the topic, we'll link them all below. <laughs> Natural cycles, yes. sustain, hello hex. So yeah, yeah guys, like Same your body's your trying tampons. to tell you something. Oh my God. Yeah. What are your favorite? Keep going. Um, I just get mine from Thorn. I'm trying to remember what even okay. like, the brand names are, but basically you just want to look with ones like without bleach, without yes. chlorine, with, without artificial colors and, um, scent Perfumes. fragrances, yeah. um, because all so of gross. that stuff is getting absorbed. Same with like the things you put on your skin, but like having that in your vagina, it's getting absorbed into your body. Like Guys, bleach. it's the most absorbent skin there is. So if you're not going to convert any of your products to natural, can you at least convert those to natural? Like yeah. the fact that that's even legal blows my mind. Yeah. Absolutely I blows actually, my mind. I actually use no, like most of the time a menstrual cup. Mm -hmm. So basically it's like a silicone cup. Basically you put in your vagina and mm -hmm. it collects the blood. There's but some people don't like that. So there are like soft disc, hundred percent cotton tampons. Yes. Soft disc and sea sponges. I know we're on a tangent guys. This is important stuff that people don't talk about. So like, I'm here for it. Um, soft disc is like, it looks like a live strong band with a little bit of plastic. So it's not shaped like the cup, but it has the same purpose. It's like, you can wear them for up to 12 hours. They're mm -hmm. at target, like nothing crazy. And, um, sea sponges. I've heard of people getting like medical grade sea sponges that are basically don't go to Michael's arts and crafts and buy one, go on Amazon, spend a little bit more money. They're like 40 bucks, I want to say, but they'll last you six months because you basically can boil them, reuse them, 
kind of gross when you think about it, but also kind of cool when you think about it, because you're zero waste. You are like just all natural. Like that's a natural substance from the earth, not a man-made thing that's been processed. And it's just yeah. like really, really wild. Yeah. Um, Along and, those you know, lines, people like um, period panties as well. So you can just free breathe. Yes. They're like super absorbent, like similar to a pad, but they're just panties and you can throw them in the washer and wash them. Um, so that's another option. Some people like all the things we're talking, all things, women's health. If you are a dude and you are still listening to this episode, bless you. (laughs) Um, seriously, I feel like, you know, you probably would have turned it off by now, but if there's any dudes listening, I give you some mad props and Brooke, where can people find you if they want to continue the conversation about nutrition, fitness, women's health, hormones, cycles, thinking, any of the things. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram, my handle is just my name, Brooke Pinkos, B-R-O-O-K-E-P-I-N-K-O-S. And we're friends. You can look through my following or followers list and Brooke will pop right up if that's easier. Um, Brooke's Instagram. Do you have your website too? We can link all of this in the show notes. Um, um, I don't have a website yet. Right word. now. So, yeah. I have a free training um, that we could link. That's kind of on my website. So if people cool. want to learn a little bit more about how to ditch the diets and do more intuitive eating and how to work out smarter and how to sync a little bit more of their cycles, then that's, it's like a free three-day mini course. Heck yeah. So Brooke, again, I just want to remind people if they are interested in your launch in your love yourself to health, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Um, guys go apply it. The application is closing this week. So go apply. You need Brooke in your corner. If you're trying to get this stuff, stop trying to get it yourself. Stop trying to listen to all the podcasts and read all the books and just let Brooke take you under her wing. Cause she really, really knows her crap. So as you can tell from this episode, Brooke Pinkos knows her stuff and she is so ready to nurture you and help you love your body. Brooke, thank you so, so much for this episode. Seriously. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I love getting to educate and talk all things women's health and periods. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, if you had some last words to leave us with, what would they be? Um, learn to listen to your body. And as you're going through whatever your journey is with health, nutrition, and fitness, just learn to come from more of a place of curiosity and compassion versus like hating yourself and that kind of stuff. Learn to like understand why you're making the decisions you are. And I found that that can be super beneficial and help you again, like more love yourself (laughs) to the version you want to be versus hate yourself there. Cause that's not really fun. And you don't like yourself. (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. I love it, Brooke. All right, guys, happy Monday. I will talk to you guys next week and Go check Brooke out. All her links are below and we are Instagram friends. So it shouldn't be too hard to get to Brooke's page. If for some reason you can't find it, just DM me and I will link you guys up. Brooke is super warm. She responds to her DM. She's super accessible. So if you need that mentor for your health, please, please reach out and we will talk soon.